how are we doing today? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Competing for Christ podcast. I'm your host, Ken Burke, and today my special guest is former Georgia Southern football player Rashad Bird. Rashad, who just graduated from Georgia Southern and concluded his final season with the football team, uh, had a dominant career as a football player, both in high school and in college, and I'm sure even before that in Pop Warner, uh, with All-State selections, Player of the Year selections for both baseball and football in high school. Then in college, he kept that trend going. He had all Sun Belt conference team selections, and nearly every year he was there. Talk about a heck of a career. Rashad, with all that being said, thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to uh, share a lot of my story and uh, go over a couple of things. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited too. It's going to it's gonna be really cool. But first of all, before we get into our conversation today, I wanted to ask about your baseball career because I didn't know you were such an amazing baseball star. Uh, how, did, how did you like baseball? How did you like playing baseball? I love baseball. I actually played at Georgia Southern. Oh, did you? Okay. Um, in 1920, I mean, medically registered the first year. And um, COVID shut down 2020 as well. But I love baseball. Baseball's my my, my first love. So um had a chance to uh, go and get drafted out of high school. It hurt my shoulder, so I couldn't uh, pursue that dream. But um, it's, it's, it's been my first love and always my, it will always be my love. So Yeah, that's so cool. I did not know that. Um, but I know you... Just explain a little bit about your story, but can you go, you know, back to when you were a child, back to, you know, when you were just a little a little kid playing uh, sports? How how has your experience been both as a Christian and as an athlete? It's been up and down. It's been a roller coaster, honestly. I've been very performance based from the get go. Um, come from a family where everybody plays sports, except my parents, which is pretty funny. <laughs> Um, my sister played softball and my brother played football. My brother went on to play at the University of Georgia from 05 through 08. And really growing up behind him, I'm very much younger than him. He's 35 years old. Um, so just watching him and seeing how great he was in high school and also taking that to, um, to college as well and even played a little sit in, in the, uh, pro ball for a little bit. It was great seeing how, he was and how great he did and really uh, paved the way for me. But, um, you know, sadly, it also came with a lot of performance piece on my end and always looking to be better or finding my identity in my sport, which was um, very tough. And one of the main reasons why I love baseball so much because it can kind of set me um, set me up differently than how he was uh, coming up. So, Did you feel like you kind of, I don't know, like compared yourself with your brother as you were growing up? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. I, we always compare each other to this day. Uh, now it's a healthy comparison, but I always, um, in high school, I always remember like, okay, I got to do this better than him. Got to have this many tackles, this many touchdowns, and this. And, you know, it, it comes with a lot of benefit as well. In college, he was able to, um, you know, go and, um, you know, come back and get his master's degree. And um, I'm pursuing that as well. And so just being able to like see him be able to do that. And it's just, this is so great to um, see how that comparison can lead to so many great things that he does. Yeah. I'm sure your parents are really proud of y'all, but <laughs> and your sister too. <laughs> um, but, you know, as we get into our conversation today about uh, the faith side of sports and how Christian athletes can be better on the field, how did Georgia Southern affect your faith? It was a tremendous piece of um, who I am today, especially I came in, like I said, I was very performance based. Going into college was all about how I perform and how I perform determined how much love I should get, how um, 
how other people viewed me. And shortly after my redshirt freshman year, um, I came to know Christ fully uh, rather than performance. And there's nothing that I can do that can earn love, that can earn, um, you know, my place in the heaven. And so, you know, after learning that freshman year, it's just been still up and downs because being in the Christian life isn't easy, especially being an athlete. And just being able to apply the knowledge every year, year after year, uh, was very amazing from being an athlete in action and learning how to, um, you know, not only focus on my walk, but help impact others' walks as well. Mm, yeah. So uh, talk to me a little bit about your fresh, redshirt freshman year. How did you, was it through Athletes in Action or was it through Audience of One? I know we'll talk about that in a little bit, but how, how did you uh, come around to, you know, not having your sole identity in sports anymore? Of course. Um, I remember the question that uh, my chaplain asked me during the time, Matt Wise. He said, you know, what what makes me qualified to get into heaven? And, you know, it's a very, uh, <laughs> it's, it's an easy, easy question to give people. So I was like, I've been on mission trips. I go to church, treat people correctly. And he was just explaining to me that all that is great and that's amazing, but that's not the reason that you'll go to heaven. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, there's no, I don't, I don't understand. And then he just, you know, quickly explained that, you know, you are going to go to heaven because God died for your sins and he just wants you to accept him as your, as your Lord and Savior. I was like, is that easy? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's that easy. So um, it kind of clicked with me early, especially growing up in a Christian household. But really taking the performance piece out, um, especially being a perfectionist that I am, um, was able to uh, definitely transition out of the phase. It wasn't easy of not always worrying about how I was performing, who I was pleasing or what I was doing it for, turning it into, you know, no matter what I do, I know that there's a bigger purpose on why I'm performing or why I'm trying to go out and compete. And I feel like that really helped me um, create such a great player that I was in college. Yeah. How did, I'm not trying to knock, knock Georgia Southern at all, but it's not, not particularly a Christian school. <laughs> how did you stay, how did you stay connected with God through, throughout your college career? Um, it's definitely tough for sure. Um, it's the party school of the South, as we would call it. Um, I just saw on Instagram the other day, people were jumping off of seven Yeti coolers into the four feet pool, which is amazing. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's Georgia Southern for you, but, um, well, just being able to be around great community is, I think it's the biggest piece, no matter where you are, who you're with, you know, you can, you know, be a Christian, but if you're not in the same environment or in a great a community where people can keep you um, grounded, can keep you hold you accountable as well. It's going to be so hard for you to go through that journey if you're not uh, pursuing that. And even while you are pursuing that, it's even harder to uh, let your guard down, to let your walls down, to let people actually come into your life and be able to impact you in that way. And, you know, I wasn't perfect in all of it all the time, but, you know, progress, uh, you know, practice equals progress. It doesn't make perfection. And so, you know, you're going to fall, you're going to, you're going to fall on your face hard. Sometimes you're going to do things extremely great. And I think the best part about it is that, you know, Jesus loves us the same today as he did yesterday and the same as tomorrow. And like, it's just amazing knowing that no matter how bad we feel like we messed up or, you know, we feel like we had a great day or a bad day. Like it's, it's amazing seeing how, you know, when you incorporate how God says in his word, um, how he feels about you is, you know, unconditional, no matter what we do. I think it's, it shows a lot of maturity when you do recognize that God is 
I mean, he's, he's going to love you no matter what you do. So when you do fall on your face and when you do hit rock bottom, like you still have that in the back of your mind, you still have his love, which is, you know, it's so encompassing and it's so just all around you all the time. But I love what you said, you know, having people around you. And I think that's majority of people that come on the podcast are just like, Hey, you got to have Christian people around you, people that push you to Christ, no matter, you know, no matter what you're going through, no matter if it's a high point, no matter if it's a low point, but I think that's really, really respectable. But as a, as a D one athlete, it must have been difficult to not think that your purpose in life was to be an athlete, because I'm sure like you said, your family was athletes, your sister, your brother. Um, how did you remind yourself that you are first a child of God and then uh, an athlete? It pretty much didn't hit me until I attended uh, Ultimate Training Camp, UTC, mm-hmm. uh, which is where I have my beautiful tattoo of my reminder and my focal point of everything. And just, you know, always be reminded of that the fact of no matter what we do, like, is this going to matter 20, 30 years later? You know, is this going to impact me um, temporarily or um, eternally? And so um, just having that perspective really helped a lot, just being able to you know, hone in whenever I can feel myself starting to go back into trends and um, patterns that I was uh, used to doing because it's not easy breaking those habits as we are human and being able to um, always remind yourself of the bigger picture and the bigger purpose on what you're doing it for. You know, everybody loves to compete and my <laughs> we harp on this uh, and um, our AIA here and I'm now with Northwestern, working with Northwestern about a uh, victory after competition like we always want to win you know it's yeah. it's <laughs> we understand there's victory beyond competition but after competition we want to win we want to do this and you know being able to still strive for perfection but not knowing we're going to reach it and being okay with that i think is a very big piece of it as well yeah when i was reflecting on this question i thought about that first john one twelve verse it says but to who all who all who did receive him who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of god I mean, he gave you the right to be his child. No matter if you're going, no matter if you're on the football field or not, you got to remind yourself at all times that you are more than an athlete, which is hard for hard for a lot of athletes sometimes. But uh, as we get into our topic today, I really this this episode is really going to focus on passion and emotion in sports, especially in as a Christian athlete. How do you how do we handle that? Because I know for myself, I have really fallen on my face when uh, I. Uh, get a little bit too emotional while playing sports, which is, I mean, every, every athlete goes through that. But personally for you, how did you handle the emotion and the, and the passion that sports bring out in you? Um, it's tough. Even struggling with it today. Um, I was playing intramural basketball, uh, the other day and I was like, dang, like, I see stuff from back in my college days, even though I'm not playing more, I still have that passion, that drive to play and be competitive, talk trash, yeah. just all the above. And, um, you know, with with that, I always recognize that um, our biggest thing is that we do recognize our emotions. I feel like sometimes we can kind of push them aside yeah. uh, rather than like attacking why we are uh, feeling the way we're feeling or, um, like I said, trying to push it aside. It's just so many things that God has given us for a reason, for a purpose. And so, um, you know, not recognize those things will, will definitely hurt us. And just being able to notice, like, okay, I'm feeling this way. Why am I feeling like this? Okay, maybe it's from back when I was younger, this happened, and now each time something comes up, it triggers that from back there. I feel like there's so much trauma and so much 
Um, things that happened in our past that we really don't want to bring up because it's so hard and it's so like emotionally draining. But you know, in the end, we can recognize those emotions, and then like the quicker we can recognize them, the more we can be able to move forward. You know, positively with um, how we're feeling. I'm glad that you mentioned you know like trauma and stuff from your past because I mean, as an athlete, I know for me in baseball, like if I struck out, like I was reminded of a coach that like would always yell at me for striking out. And I'm just like, I, I didn't want to, you know, let people, let my teammates down. I didn't want to let my coach down. So I took that out, you know, on a bat or a helmet and just slammed it or something. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we can, we can all get carried away, I guess, I guess the way we can say it. Yeah. Um, but I love that you mentioned like having, having that in the back of your mind and understanding that, Hey, I'm, I'm going to fail and passion and emotion is just a part of the game. And especially yeah. in like high pressure situation situations, like that's going to come out eventually. Um, and I think recognizing that and saying to yourself like, Hey, like this is, it's okay. Just don't let it get carried away. Is so, is there like a, in your opinion, is there a specific way that Christians should act quote unquote act while participating in, in sports or does it vary from person to person? It varies from person to person. I think that's what makes God so great. He made us all differently. You know, there's not a specific way in, you know, who are we to judge? I was reading the Romans, you know, who are we to judge somebody else on the way they do things if we are honoring Christ in that way? And, um, you know, I feel like in so many ways, if somebody doesn't fit the Christian look or fit the way that we do certain things or dresses the way that we can tend to, um, Look at those people in a different light rather than knowing the true heart uh, purpose of what they're doing it for. I think, you know, everybody has the freedom to do whatever they want. You know, it's all about the heart change. And even for us, we're, just, we're meant to love everybody the same way as we want to love ourselves and, you know, love Jesus. So it's just like, where where do we go from that point once we do recognize that? Yeah. What are What are some practical ways that you can... I don't know the word, stay grounded and not let your emotions get too carried away. What, what did you do while you're playing football or baseball or, you know, intramural basketball? <laughs> uh, definitely a uh, focal point for me. Um, it was my tattoo that I showed earlier, just understanding the reason why I'm playing the sport and what I'm doing or if I'm getting overwhelmed is something to calm me down and like center in on something to help me reset and bring, bring myself back to where I know I'm supposed to be. Mm. And it's something I can take along with me everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, it's on me or um, say other ways as well. Just, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like how going back to like recognizing your feelings. Why am I acting the way like this? If I'm, oh, I've been doing good from this for I don't know how long, but it just popped up out of nowhere and just be able yeah. to like recognize that and be able to revert back to what you know you're supposed to be doing because old habits can come back, but it's all about how are you going to attack it once they do come back. Right. Right. And I think that's staying in the word and staying in prayer that will help you and teach you, you know, through that process. Um, I mean, whether in practice or in games, having, having teammates even that can count that you can count on. It's like, Hey, like you shouldn't be saying that you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be acting like that. Uh, having, having those people around you and, you know, also being in groups like you are like an audience of audience of one and FCA and any, Christian athlete organization, they can teach you how to deal with adversity in a Christian way. And Definitely. I think that's, 
it's really important because bottling up emotions is it's, it can be so dangerous and for the most part they always come out eventually and usually it's through like blowing up on somebody or something or yourself but emotions are an easy are easy to keep in check when you're winning but how did how did you handle it when you were losing Ooh, um yeah i had to lose no <laughs> doubt no doubt uh, <laughs> yeah yep. uh you know, when you lose, it's kind of, I, I kind of attack it the same way as winning. Um, and the fact that I expect to win, so wins aren't, you know. I love to win, but I always mm-hmm. expect to win for me personally. Yeah. Uh, just learning how to attack in the same way. I can remember we played Minnesota. We're about to beat Minnesota. They're top five in the country, and we're winning with two minutes left in the two minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they come down. And I uh, end up getting a touchdown to take the take the lead and win, and um, it was just so tough, like devastating game for us. Uh, we didn't have our starting quarterback. Our defense in total, I think we scored two touchdowns, three touchdowns. Um, we had a great yeah, we had a great game against them. And what an explosive offensive team, and just like being able to. Um, use that platform because I feel like that's when a lot of eyes are on you. Like, yes, you get a lot of eyes when you win, but when you lose and it's a devastating loss, I feel like that's the best time for you to, um, you know, share how great God is and like really let him use you through that. And I can remember like in my, um, in my interview after the game, uh, that's like the first thing I brought up. And it's just, it's just letting them understand like, yes, it's, it sucks. It's terrible, but you know we're all playing for a bigger purpose rather than this. It's just a game. That's awesome. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's really admirable. You never hear from, or generally, you never hear about people that lose and they give all the glory to God. You always hear about that person that wins. Like, I mean, Cooper Cup in the Super Bowl last year. He said, you know, it's all for God, but they didn't interview. I don't know, a Christian on the Bengals. Like they, you never hear about that. So. Having someone like you that, you know, even the loss, even the absolute heartbreak that that, lo- that that loss was, giving the glory to God is, I mean, it's fantastic. And it's, I think it, pu- it pushes more people to the Christian faith than it actually does, you know, if you win and then brag about God. It's just, it's just one of those things. But as we start to wrap up, how did you handle when other others around you got heated? Because I'm, I'm sure you had teammates that got heated. I'm sure you had coaches that got heated. How did you handle, uh, you know, people that you were close to getting emotional during games? I feel like that's a very big piece of making those uh, proper relationships with your teammates. Mm-hmm. Uh, you try to go and reprimand somebody on how they're acting. You don't have a relationship with them. They're going to be um, – they're not going to take it well. Yeah. I mean, nobody – like, if – we play in the same baseball. If I joined your baseball team and like you did something wrong and I came and talked to you about it, you're like, dude, you don't even know me. Like, why are you talking to me? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it deals with trust and communication and a relationship built with people. It's, you, you can't, you can't go to somebody who doesn't believe in God and be like, Hey, that's wrong. That's, that's a really bad thing. Cause they're going to get sensitive and they're not going to understand why you feel that way. It's kind of like looking at it from a different perspective yeah. for them. I think one big piece for me, um, especially being a two-time captain, be able to um, have a relationship with all my guys, freshmen that just came in, a transfer, doesn't matter who it is. Uh, just making sure that I build that relationship, not only just because of the football field, but just because you genuinely care about them. You want to see how you can help them in any way. And, you know, that's how we're supposed to love people. We're supposed to be able to give grace and 
you know, love others, you know, just as we love ourselves. And um, I think that's a big piece that a lot of people miss. A lot of, um, well, a lot of leaders don't really get in their positions, especially in sports, if it isn't for how they lead the team. Because usually it's, um, you know, player led on uh, who who's allowed to be the leader. So just being able to yeah. have that relationship with people is a very big piece, not only with sports, but just in life. Um, yeah. Especially with other Christians. Uh, like, yes, we're supposed to help each other, but if you don't understand what that person's been through or you don't know why they act the way they act or don't know if they're trying their hardest to do it but just feel there it's not going to go well um yeah. you got to be able to um you know go out and make those friendships relationships and um, go from there yeah for sure and I, I think um when one of your teammates or coach or not probably not coaches but one one of your teammates does get emotional and does get you know fired up throughout the game don't go to them right when that happens because like you said they're going to be really sensitive in that moment mm-hmm. um if you are going to go to somebody when that you know and talk to them about their actions do it five days later don't do it during that game during that emotional yeah. state because it's not it's not going to be a pleasant conversation i can tell you i mean i've done that firsthand like hey why why are you acting like that and they're just like oh man you don't you don't you don't know me you don't know what i'm going through like that's just, yeah. it's no, it's no way to help your teammates. It's no way to glorify God. If you try to try to do that, you'll probably push them farther away from, you know, a conversation or coming to the faith. But Rashad, as we start to wrap up today, it was great talking with you and learning more about, you know, passion and emotion from your perspective. Uh, I pray that God blesses your next chapter of your life as you transition away from college now. And I wish you nothing but the best in your future. Awesome. I really appreciate it, Ken. All right, for all the listeners out there, please share this episode, leave a rating. As we say every episode, even if you don't get anything else from this episode, remember this, no matter what, God loves you and he's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to you next time.